When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and this is episode number four of Fan Stories. And today we have a very special guest. We'll get into that in just one moment. Um, I'm sure Stars fans everywhere at the time of... of this recording are very upset because we just hired Pete DeBoer. So I'm sure I'll ask you about that here in a second, Ben. But uh, before we introduce Ben, um, uh, we want to thank our sponsor DraftKings for being the sponsor for our entire hockey podcast network. And also this show, go and use that promo code THPN next time you are there. Um, So like I kind of already mentioned, we have Ben here today. He is a very big stars fan. Uh, Hey Ben, how are you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing okay. I wish I felt a little better. I got like a tickle in my throat. I'm like hacking up, hacking up a lung today. Okay, but anyways, um, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, non-hockey related stuff. You know, uh, I believe you're a student somewhere. You know, I mean, just like your backgrounds and, you know, non-hockey related stuff. Just so people can get to know you. So right now I'm going into my junior year at Texas State University, uh, majoring in criminal justice. So I've got summer classes coming up pretty soon, graduating in 2024, aspirations to become a police officer later in life. Uh, Currently playing hockey for the university. Uh, I am filling in, I'm not filling in, but I am serving as the vice president for our hockey team this year. So got a lot more responsibility. transforming me to an adult rather quickly which is a good thing so uh, i'm excited it's been a fun two years and it's going to be another big leap in being an adult which it's it's college years going by really fast yeah dude it only gets faster just telling you i'm not much older than you i'm almost 29 i'll be 29 next month but it only gets faster i promise you (laughs) 
but uh, th- that's fantastic that you're uh, going to be a criminal justice major because, uh, I-, I mean, you, I do not envy you. I do not envy you at all, but I do respect you highly for for choosing that route because there's not a lot of people that would uh, that would choose that route. So, what made you decide to to follow that route in criminal justice? Well, um, I guess I've always been interested in it since I was young. Um, I remember one key moment that probably put me on this path permanently. I was at an Allen Eagles football game back in. Uh, Dallas, sitting in our student section, which is infamous now, I guess. Um, but I had previously participated in this junior police academy that the department uh, set up for kids ages, like in seventh grade through their senior year of high school. And I was able to meet some of the officers through that. And one of the sergeants um, came up to me during the game and he says, hey, Ben, uh, there's this program that's available for freshmen through seniors at the high school uh, called Police Explorers. And I'm pretty sure that this would be something that you'd be interested in. So it's like, I was as curious as if it was like a class or something. So I asked him about that. He's like, no, 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 this is an after school club that you can join if you want. So like, okay, let me get a little bit more information on this. So he told me where I needed to go. And went to that first meeting. And after that, I was hooked. That's some really great people. Uh, Officers are basically role models to me now. I'm still in touch with them. They have been extremely supportive in my studies and my progression. Um, Just recently, I was back in Allen. I did a ride along with their department, which was very interesting. Get to see the inner workings of all that stuff. Um, My senior year prior to uh, the COVID pause, I was a part of an internship where I would be going around um, to like the municipal court, county court, justice court, um, also in the crime lab at the department. So I'd see how the forensic side of things worked. Um, I was supposed to be in dispatch. So I'll be listening to calls as they came in live and hear how police fire got dispatched and how they controlled everything because those computers they have in there really save lives. I mean, they got questions and once you answer a question, give you more questions and it just gives call taker um, information to give to the calling party. And unfortunately COVID stopped all that. So I never got to participate in that, but it's just all of that has, it's so amazing to my head and it's something that I just always wanted to do. And, with each step, with learning more stuff, I mean, I'm, I get more hooked on it every day. And then with these college classes, it's just like going through years and years of study. And I know people talk about, hey, you only get six months in the academy of uh, learning how to be a police officer. And my response to them is, hey, I've been getting on this for almost nine years once I graduate. I mean, I, I feel like I'm extremely prepared and it's what I'm supposed to do. Well, that's really neat. That's actually a really cool story. I didn't know all that uh, that background stuff. That's that's very cool. Um, okay, so you also mentioned that you're the vice president of of your hockey team. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about your uh, your hockey team at Texas State? By the way, shout out to Texas State. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
it's a little bit of a difficulty playing hockey down here. Um, Central Texas does not have the rink capacity that we have in the Metroplex. Um, the nearest rink to us is a good 45-mile drive. So depending on Interstate 35 rush hour, it can take a good hour to get there, which sucks. But there are only two other, excuse me, there are three other rinks in the area. One's not even full-size ice. The other one is right next to where the Texas Stars play. And then the final one, which I think is the furthest, is down in San Antonio. So trying to get everything organized with ice time, pretty difficult. But I think that just shows the dedication that the members uh, on our team have. I mean, they're willing to spend hours every week uh, getting for practices, getting for games. And I think that just really shows the dedication that our team has to the sport. I mean, um, other teams in our league, our division, they have rinks within like a 20, 30 mile drive away from them, uh, except for Baylor. They've had to drive to our rinks. I, I pity them, but they are supposed to get a new rink soon. But it's, it's a great group of guys you have. I mean, you are willing to take away time that you could be doing other things to get on the ice to make these bonds with your teammates. So with the people that we have staying and with the new guys we have coming, the effort that they're putting in it just shows that we are ready to play. We got a really good group to have here in uh, San Marcos. And we were just talking uh, before the recording here, but uh, something that you just got like a new president at, uh, at Texas state or was it, is it a president? Yeah, we have a president down here. Um, Kelly Damphouse. We were here and he's a pretty big hockey fan. And we're very excited to have him coming on board at Texas state. Um, definitely to get him out to some games. I mean, it's an important game. He grew up playing it, he told us. So we, we need him at every game. If if he's coming down, we need the rest of the university to come down. We need to pack the rinks. That that's pretty cool. That that that's not normal for a uh for any size Texas school to have a uh president who you know is a is a huge hockey fan. That's awesome. Now now the now biggest question, most important question is what team does he follow? Oh, I don't know. Oh. We haven't gotten to that yet. All right, you're, you're gonna have to get back to me on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so it, it's awesome that you came on here. Appreciate you coming on to do this. I I know it's it's really scary. And for those of you that have done this, you could talk to Matt or Mike or, and then I know you and Julie are pretty good friends as well. Um, so. I really appreciate you doing this because it's really cool to to talk to stars fans, get other stars fans opinions, their background and stuff like that. Um, before I ask you like some stars related stuff though, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to uh, talk to you specifically is because you were kind of instrumental along with Julie with that whole uh, Columbus thing. Now you weren't able to attend the game because obviously you live in San Marcos. That's quite a bit of a drive down I 35, but uh, can you tell us just like you know, anything about that situation? You know, what came out of it? What did you like about it? Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Um, if I can remember correctly, because this was a, a little bit ago. It's been a um, while, yeah. It has been a while. It just really bothers me that someone would stoop down to a level to make such a comment towards an NHL player who 
is suffering through PTSD on that incident. I mean, you, you're at a situation where you watch your friend sacrifice their life and you know this, and then you decide to make such a comment in a spot where, I mean, it's never acceptable to do that, but especially when you're about to take the ice and it's just such a bad look for stars fans and any NHL fan to have someone, a part of your organization make such a remark. So um, that just played in my head and I checked the schedule and I saw that they're going to play Columbus coming up later that year. And I just put that tweet out, hoping that it would catch on and Luckily it did. I'm really sad I couldn't make that game because I really would have loved to have been a part of it. But Julie really took the reins. I mean, for everything, she she deserves a lot of credit. I mean, without her having put in that work, I really don't think any of that would have happened. She really led the charge. I'm proud of her for that. Well, she gave you just as much credit uh, for for that whole situation. And uh, you know, just as a, as a fellow Stars fan who is completely outraged at the fact that any any fan would would do that, uh, I do appreciate what you and Julie both did. So, uh, congratulations to y'all on that as well. Thank you. Um, I want to get in here and just get some general uh, hockey questions in here. Um, I'll ask you about Pete DeBoer at the end, so you can kind of formulate that. He's already smiling for those of you that are listening on the podcast side. He knows. He knows <laughs> it's been quite a, a fiasco on, on not, I guess not just Twitter, but just, you know, social media in general, but I want to get to some of your favorite stars moments. Okay. And it could be next to anything. If you got more than one, if you have something that's not even like uh, on the ice related, if it's like some sort of community event or something like that, is there something that you can think of in your life that are some of your favorite Dallas Stars moments? What, what something that sticks in your head? I'm, I'm actually watching your eyes right now, and I can see that you're already thinking of something. I mean, the most obvious one's obviously the Winter Classic. I mean, yeah, there's, there's really no other choice. I mean, that's a day that's going to live in my memory forever. Uh, I remember my parents got mad at me because I kind of squirmed away from them because they wanted to go tailgate. I want to get inside and do some of the stuff. So glad I made that decision. Like, <laughs> they they came to me afterwards and were like, Ben, you should be really happy you didn't go to that tailgate. It was really bad. But um, yeah, I got to go in, uh, do all those activities that they had, like the shooting the puck. Um, they had a lot of shooting stuff there. Like, can't remember who was maybe Crosby. Like he'd shoot inside their washer and dryer. So they had like a washer and dryer set up. Uh, completely damaged by the time I got there. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> they, were, they didn't even resemble a washer and dryer anymore. Um, but got to touch the Stanley Cup. I mean, I know I'm never going to win it, so why not get a hand on it? Get a photo. <laughs> um, but then uh, being able to see the players warm up on the field, uh, it's something you never get to see. So like they're doing the soccer stuff or suey, that's what it's called. They're playing that on the field and then, see the uh, crowds come in and it was a negative at the time, but turned into a positive. You didn't have any cell service there. So you couldn't really be indulged in phone, but you just got to take in everything that happened there. Get to see 85,000 fans come in and it's atmosphere. That's so freaking loud. Who, who would have thought that 
Dallas, Texas could bring in 85,000 hockey fans, fill the Cotton Bowl, surprise the NHL, and make it the second most attended NHL game in history. Like, that, that just shows we're a hockey town. Some people don't want to say it. I mean, you can call Dallas a football town, baseball town. I think you can have multiple meanings into it, but we're definitely a hockey town too. But other than the Winter Classic for events, um, I would say probably the watch party for the Western Conference Final when Giryanov scored that goal. Oh, um, my goodness, yeah. I remember that goal. It, it was just a bomb. Like, oh, my goodness. I really wish we had – we knew, like, how fast that shot went. It had to be over 100 miles an hour. Had to be. I, I think it was 110 or something like oh that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I think I – tweeted at Bruce Levine on that and like, do you guys have any shot speed on that? And he just responds with very fast. <laughs> I was really hoping for a good number. Like maybe they had a radar gun somewhere, but no, but I remember I was freaking screaming during that too, because that was the first time in my life I had seen them go to the final. I mean, that's something especially in Dallas, you don't get to see often. We're not a team that really gets that far. So, I mean, I lost my hat on the concrete where the ice was. Mm -hmm. I had to find a way to get that back. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, as soon as I went in, I mean, that place erupted. Even though it was, like, 25% capacity, it still sounded like it was a full venue. And oh, I just wish... We could have seen that in person. It, we were robbed. We'll we'll get to see it again in our lifetime. I I, I I truly believe that sometime in our lifetime we'll get we'll, we will actually win it again. I do. You, you think in the next four years? Um, I'm thinking in the next <laughs> two or three years. If we're being totally honest, if if we want our best shot, it's in the next two or three years, in my opinion. I, did Did you catch on to what I meant? In the next four years. Oh, <laughs> I, now I get it. <laughs> All references back to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, but uh, what, what was your favorite thing about the, the Winter Classic? Um, because for me personally, I was there as well. We were at, down in the lower bowl, uh, closer to where the, the, the players were coming out. And we were kind of on, on the left side of where they were coming out. And uh, I think my favorite part was when they were when they first came out before all the you know the pageantry of you know making a big deal about the the teams coming out. But like you were mentioning, when they came out and they were just sitting there playing hacky sack or whatever it was out there, they're you know hitting the hitting the soccer ball or whatever. And uh, for Julie, it was actually the th I think it was the third goal that. Uh, Radulov scored that put the stars up three to two. She said she had never heard anything like that. Uh, do you have something like that, that? That's your favorite moment out of the winter classic. I mean, it was just all so surreal. I mean, on a day like that for me, I don't think it's possible for me to pinpoint a favorite moment. Like that's one of those days when they ask, Hey, if you could relive one day, what would be, it would easily be that choice. But, like, I there's no way I can say just one. I mean, of course, the Radulov goal, I don't even remember it 
being so loud. I just think I was so mesmerized. Like that we just were leading. So I don't really remember how loud it was. Uh, funny moments. I remember the horses got spooked when the fireworks went off during the national anthem. Um, the, the pig races were pretty good. Oh, the, all the pig puns. I was just like, you gotta be kidding. I don't even remember any of them now, but I just remember my dad sitting next to me and just laughing at him. And I'm just like, of course, dad jokes like, at the wazoo. The one I remember is Andrew Hogliano. <laughs> Roman Roham Yossi. I think those are the only two that come. They had some like old players too, like some of the greats and stuff, but they, of course, put some spin on Nashville and Dallas. Yeah. but And the mutton chop racing too. I mean, they, they really spun Texas off as a country state, or excuse me. Yeah, country state. But, um, Dallas at all? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> they went full Western for it all the way, man. Hey, Stars fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So uh, let me go ahead and ask you uh, this as well, because I, I think a lot of people have uh, different answers to this because it just depends on on the player there were some fan favorites but uh who has been your favorite player maybe like in the past and then what maybe can you tell me like a current favorite player um my favorite players circle around a lot because i always choose the person who's performing best um, I'll go previous with Hudobin just because I bought his jersey right before he got sent down to Cedar Park. So Aww. that was unfortunate. But oh well. Um, yeah, I kind of, he was an awesome dude. I mean, so charismatic, just a great overall presence. You can tell by the way the players were. But um, currently, um, I would say it's either Pavelski or Robertson just because they are so good i mean it's a it's a good blend but and of course i have to put in the honorary yanni hawk and paw just because oh, of, of our little group yeah <laughs> yeah and for those of you that don't know he's referring to the hawk and paw homies so if you ever see the hawk and paw homies go up to them say hi they're a bunch of group of really nice guys which ben is a part of so anytime miss, you see them at a game go say hi we miss the uh through the glass fist bumps. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, 
what is the word? Uh, I can't even remember. My brain's a little foggy. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and, and let me ask you this. I probably should have asked you this earlier, but I completely uh, jumped over it because I was just ex- excited to get to some of these other questions. But um, so how did you get into hockey? I, I mean, like, especially like for most people down here in the South and in Texas, it's either like it was introduced by the stars, you know, because Mike Madonna was down here, but down in 93. Or it was, you know, just kind of inherited from from parents or something like that. So for me, I've, I have a really personal connection to the stars because I was born in 1993. So it's almost like the stars have been in Dallas for my whole life. So I, I really have a connection with that. And my dad really got me into hockey. So can you tell me about your background in hockey and like how you got into it? Started with kind of my dad and my brother. Um, basically the big start I always remember is uh, my dad was at game. He was at the game where the stars lost the cup. Um, I'm pretty sure he went to the final in 99 too. I'm not 100% certain, but with, through that, he got my brother involved in hockey and my brother played goalie turned out to be really, really good. Um, and then when I came out of the womb, you will say, (laughs) yeah, I, I was on my skates right away. I mean, um, I think my parents first put me in skates when I was only a few months old they were just dragging me around the ice and went through my skating lessons. Um, I always say that my brother took all the talent because I've never been like an amazing player. And he, he went to play NCAA. So that's why I'm saying that, but I've always been like bouncing around into the house leagues, travel leagues, um, just a nice way to stay in touch with the sport. And through that, I kind of found my love for the stars. And I mean, I've always watched them per se, but I didn't really like get into them until probably the 2016 run where they the blues issue um but before that of course i've I've been going to games my entire life um but i think it was until i really got a good group of friends that are involved in that that i like really got into it and uh, i think that's like the one main sport where you can develop a family through watching something i mean met a great group of people, especially over the last past few seasons. And it's just further cemented why it's going to be my sport going on. Like I'm always going to be a stars fan. And it's that, that strength is going to grow even more. I mean, I appreciate everybody I've met so far and I hope to meet more of the fans. I mean, there's some great people out. And I'm sure you're going to meet more people from this uh, podcast as well. They're going to be looking for you at stars games uh, at home games. So so let, let me ask you this too, because the the way the reason why I kept going to hockey games was literally I thought it was absolutely hilarious at a young age. I think I was like five or six that other than like, you know, wrestling and legit fighting sports, it was the only sport where you could punch somebody in the face, get put in timeout for five minutes, and then everything is forgiven. So I thought that was hilarious. But um, can you can you tell me like why you love the the sport of hockey so much? Is it is it the the family aspect of it, like you said, 
or is there is there something else that kind of goes along with it? Why do you keep going back to watching Stars games? Why do you keep hanging out with your friends and going to Stars games like this? Well, growing up, it was just to hear the gold horn because loud horn equals excitement. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, no, that's exactly. So, <laughs> mine was the fighting. Yours was the was the gold horn. Simple little things like that. <laughs> and then, like watching like the clock and stuff, seeing all like the um, show lighting effects and stuff. I still like to watch it. Um, I've always been interested in seeing like what new designs they'll implement for like. Uh, if they have like a new goal sync sequence or power play sequence, I know they've changed that up a couple times throughout the year. See if they have like new uh, player graphics, like they introduced with the blackout jerseys. Um, and then really on the ice stuff, seeing what kind of systems they play, uh, who's getting more ice time, who has the better shot quality, um, who's the better performing team out there. Um, kind of, I guess, coaching like, awareness even though i am not ever going to be a good coach but it's, it's always interesting to see like what specifics a player is doing out there and how that uh specific player is assisting the whole line in trying to score okay so now now to get down to the real serious questions right okay so one recent question because you're the most recent fan stories we've done since it because it, uh, what is today? The 21st? This is uh, June 21st, 2022. And first it was just, summer. yeah, first day of summer. Oh, yeah, legit first day of summer. That's true. Oh, it's the longest day of the year. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about the Pete DeBoer signing? Because lots of people are upset about it. And then there's some, I would say, more logical voices in the minority of Stars fans that <laughs> think this is okay. Uh, what do you think? Talked to my dad about this one. He said, you know, here's a good reason as to why we're not going to get season tickets for the upcoming season. But (laughs) 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 yeah, so um, I've never been a fan of the coaching carousel. I mean, you are going to bring the same coaching techniques that you had with the previous team. And of course, it could work with the different players that you have, but I feel like eventually your system is going to fall through. And having played Vegas the last two years, having eliminated them in the Western Conference Final, and then almost eliminating them in the game 81, not game 81, 80, I think close enough i think that's a good sign that the system that we had against vegas was better than what he can bring forth so i say if like bonus and DeBoer swap sides so if bonus was coaching vegas and we had games like that i i would count on vegas to win okay if he's gonna and i i could be wrong i mean this is the dallas stars we're talking about anything that we say is going to happen absolutely will not happen i mean just how they are for for all we know they could be the freaking president's trophy winners this upcoming year or or they could pull a montreal and just be 32nd in the league it's yeah it, I, it's such an unpredictable thing yeah it's amazing what 
this organization has put us through. <laughs> Depression, excitement, all of it in between within not, e- not even a decade, just three years. I don't you know, get we go to the cup final, is. we miss the playoffs, and then we have a really good series this year. So go I don't it. get what it is about Dallas and having their love for going to overtime in game seven. Oh, please. I just I, I just want to destroy somebody for once. <laughs> I mean, like, like, has it been the last three playoff appearances they've made a game seven overtime? Because Blues you're right. in 2019, you're right. Colorado 2020. And no, four years. Four years, actually. Well, I, I guess if you if you don't count uh, the year we missed the playoffs, but yeah, twenty nineteen was the Blues, and we lost in Game Seven. All of Jamie Ben, I just it was just an, not even an inch, a centimeter more in, and it would have counted. We then, we think that was in. We think that was a good goal. Really, I st- I need to go back and look at it. It's been so long, but every every replay I've ever seen is it's just not counted. But you know that's what the Sabers, the the Buffalo Sabers fans, always say uh, that. Brett Hall's goal never counted, and I was there for it lives, and it did count. So, yes, it was a goal. But anyways, okay, I want to get to my uh, last question here uh, before we wrap it up here. And this is a – and some people have been excited about it. Some people have not been excited about it. But as a Stars fan, are you optimistic about next season? Are you excited for it, or are you kind of a little cautious about it? Or are you just 100% depressed? Because uh, I think like we were talking to Mike and he's very optimistic, you know, just his, that's his personality. So he's always optimistic about everything. Um, I'm more of the cautiously optimistic person. And then obviously we've got all of stars Twitter who is basically melting down at this point. But um, how do you view the stars going into next season? All right. You know, just tell me what you think. I'm going to be cautious about it. I'm not going to count DeBoer out yet just because this is a new team for him. These are the majority of players that he has not worked with before. He has history with Pavelski, and I'm correct in saying this. Pavelski and DeBoer were on the team that made it to the cup final against um, Pittsburgh. So I'm not confident that they're going to do good, but I'm also not – saying that they aren't going to qualify it's i i can't formulate an opinion just based off of one hiring um i know if you check my twitter it's going to seem otherwise but i was just doing that for <laughs> the trend of everything trying to put out something that would make people laugh but you gotta at least see how he works with the players first for all we know this could be the beginning of a dynasty if you really want to throw it for a stretch, but again, stars are so unpredictable. I, it's, I, it's like trying to call out the lottery numbers in this situation. Yeah, and uh, I, I feel you because I, I know it seems crazy because I'm one of the more, you know, I'm one of the more depressing people in my own family. And I'm always down. Oh, the stars suck. Oh, the stars suck. Oh, they suck. Oh, they suck. Oh, you're great. Oh, no, 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 no. They suck again. But I have not been as optimistic about a team like this in a very long time. Um, last year, I 
I was really worried because of all the injuries that the stars were dealing with. You know, Tyler Sagan was gone for the whole year, basically. Ropa Hintz had one leg that he was skating on. And, but this year I am so excited. And most of it has to do with uh, Ottinger, right? And just the fact, I mean, I think the Colorado game during the regular season where he basically stood on his head and not just stood on his head, but levitated while standing on his head at the same time. That was his coming out party, and then the whole series against uh, Calgary was a coming out party. But I'm mentioning Ottinger because you have a very specific uh, drawing of Ottinger that I want you to go ahead and tell everybody about real quick. Of course. I uh, had um paint the ice thing they had a couple weeks ago. I thought it would be a smart idea to go to the crease, just do that Ottinger drawing or gets painting that the stars put out on their Twitter. And I wanted to do it in the other crease, the one that was his home crease, but they wouldn't allow us to go on that side of the ice to paint anything. So I'm still a little bit like, Argh. but um, I couldn't think of anything else to do. And I, I just like, okay, let's put this down. And then all of a sudden the, uh, the people with the cameras, like the photographers, the videographers, they started swarming me like, dude, this is going to be a thing. And I'm like, what are you kidding me so like i think they were around me like five times as more as anyone else and people are coming over taking photos and stuff like that which is a little bit surreal like oh taking something off twitter that people have liked putting it on the ice this is turned into something more than i really thought it would be and i mean it's i like it that people enjoyed it and of course i've got to give credit to uh, courtney kramer for the beginning of the drawing because that's her creation and I mean it's her work of art and I just decided to transfer it from uh, screen to ice if you will yep and uh, for those of you that uh, don't know who Courtney is Courtney is uh, the star's uh, social media manager she does a great job and uh, she was behind the robo drawing all also and obviously you know uh, Ben here is talking about uh, the drawing that she did for Ottinger and I mean, I'm telling you, that thing's going to be around for a long time. <laughs> so I think at, at, you didn't quite start the trend, but you definitely took it to the next level, I think. And and uh, Stars fans have you to thank for that. So They should have like cut out the ice and just like put it in a freezer or something. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no it. joke. Yeah, pull it out for like his jersey retirement ceremony, you know, oh like in God. 17 years. <laughs> like, one cool thing I noticed is that when they posted the photo of it on Instagram, uh jake liked the stars post and i was like i wonder if he likes every other stars post i was looking through the previous ones and no he's he saw the otter painting and liked it i'm like okay that's really cool that's (laughs) cool it's awesome that is really legit you got got a little bit of a informal shout out from jake cotton too there that's awesome (laughs) well um uh i think we're gonna wrap it up here uh ben thanks man for uh for doing this and uh, by the way, uh, can you tell people where they can follow you? Because you absolutely have some of the most hilarious memes. You've got to tell people where they can follow you. I'm on Twitter, y'all. Stars Countdown. Pretty simple. Just get my follower up trying to reach 1,000, even though follower count doesn't matter too much. Um, of course, if you see me posting something or yelling at one of my friends, please feel free to get involved. I mean, I can always use some supporters behind my back to attack these people. I mean, 
Even even him. <laughs> if I'm going after sarcastic remarks, Twitter support me. Don't support him. <laughs> Funnier stuff. Oh, I can take him, man. I, you watch yourself. I'm not as witty as Chris is. Chris is extremely witty, so I'll have to get him to to be more witty towards you. But uh, I'll I'll fight. I'll fight, man. I'm I'm up. <laughs> All right, I man. My, I got my wrist taped and everything. Oh man! It, speaking of <laughs> wrist tape, it's, it seems like everybody is hurting the Stanley Cup final too. So, oh man! All right. Well, anyways, man. Uh, any, anything else you want to say before we cut it off? I think I've said everything today. All right, man. Um, thank you all of you guys who are listening. This has been episode four of Fan Stories. Ben, once again, thank you for joining us. Follow him at at Stars Countdown on Twitter for the most hilarious Dallas Stars related memes. Uh, he's got the best stuff out there. You really got to go follow him. But we appreciate you guys. Along with Ben, my name is Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good evening, morning, whenever you're listening. Bye.